And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris Vaccaro Show. It's the favorite of everyone on Tuesday. Uh, your friend, my friend, NFFC High Stakes Hall of Famer. And a generally okay guy, Chris Vaccaro. Nando. What's up? What's up, my friend? How, how are, are you doing today? Well, how are you doing? You actually let your emotions rule you on this show, so I just I want to make sure you're okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a down week 14, first week of the playoffs, so, uh, you know, not too, uh, not too high today. But what a game last night. Ravens and Browns put on an offensive display. Uh, fantasy bonanza, as we like to call it, out of nowhere. Yeah, who knew? Uh, yeah. Like who three knew? weeks ago, three weeks ago, we wouldn't have been saying this. Yeah, I mean, I, the Vegas total even was coming down. Uh, you know, yesterday uh, down to about forty-five. The Ravens covered that themselves. So, um, really high-scoring game, exciting, good way to end uh, week fourteen as we head into the second week of the fantasy playoffs. Hope. Our listeners uh, survived and advanced, and uh, we can help them out for another week as they try and uh, get to their championship game in their fantasy leagues. We got a lot of questions uh, for you specifically uh, about did you get a second date? Oh, uh, it's in the works. It's in the works. Yeah, it's in the works. So she's like, we haven't gone out again. (laughs) We haven't gone out again, but you know, you know, it came up. Yeah, maybe. It's been a week. Gonna, I was going to joke with you. Listen, we, I can't go out with you again because I can't be with someone that's answering fantasy start sit questions while we're at dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not the kind of life I want to live, you know? Well, hey, that's good because you weren't answering the questions. At hey, honey, listen, comes with the territory. You're going to be with a fantasy football uh, guy. <laughs> Stud. <laughs> uh, Some would say, you know. Hey, let's start their with words, last night's... Oh, their sorry, words, not mine. No, go ahead. What do you say? No, let me know when you're done talking about your day. Yeah. Uh, we can talk fantasy football <laughs> if that's okay with you. Uh, don't have a change, buddy. All right. <laughs> yeah, Here's my theory. Saying. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was hurt. He had that week off with COVID. Mm. His knee got right, and now he's Lamar Jackson again. Oh, Lamar Jackson's terrible. Please stop. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, he is. He's the worst. Listen, I, I we we've been saying it all, all year long, and I, I let me retract a little bit. Okay, he's an okay. He's a good fantasy quarterback. Okay, in real life quarterback, he's so bad. Yeah, he missed so many bad. throws every week. Last night again. Um, he's the worst. Then he had to go to. Then he had to go to the. Uh, you know. Then he had to run uh, to the locker room with diarrhea. He could call it cramps if he wants, but I think everybody. Yeah, I don't uh, get this. I don't get this. I think everybody made up their mind already on Twitter last night. <laughs> just the way he was running. <laughs> just, I'm so I'm so done with Twitter. Are you? You over? Everyone's just making a poop joke. Like you're the first person to make a poop joke, and they're all the same. And it's and then the bad beat stuff came back. Oh my god, the bad beat! Oh, that was so good last night. You realize you know like what happened at the end of that game, right? With the with, oh no, I'm not aware. No, I'm sorry. Could, uh, sorry, right. I, yeah, it was. Yeah. I, that's why you brought it up. You're right. I missed on that one. <laughs> hey, it's early. We'll get into it. No, but it's crazy because the <laughs> the line in. actually went to three, and and the Ravens were minus three, and you can actually see it unfolding as they're lateraling back and forth from the thirty to the 25, 20, 10, all the way back, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this is actually going to happen, and. Just for that to lead right into Scott Van Pelt's, uh, you know, Sports Center, at, <laughs> he was like the way he set it up was was just perfect. But it wasn't all. You sweat that deep. guy so so hard. He's the best. I do. I do. Can I say greatness on the? You know, he's just he's just a great talent. 
That's all. If you had to, if you had to kill Scott Van Pelt or Sebastian Maniscalco, which one would it be? <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a toss up. Get All back right. to me on that one. All right, I'll get back to you. Two on of that. my favorites. Yeah. Here's a legitimate question going into week 15 for people who might have Gus Edwards. Uh, is I mean, mm-hmm. is he start him? I mean, he didn't win the snaps thing. J.K. Dobbins had far more snaps, but Edwards still had pretty decent numbers, good amount of carries, and scored two touchdowns. Um, what's that worth going into week 15? Not much. I'm so over the Gus Edwards. I actually dropped Gus Edwards on the two playoff teams I brought into the overall uh, as I went into the overall playoffs. And I'm watching the game last night going, yeah, this is ideal. Just because Mark Ingram is now out of the picture. Uh, Dude, he had one snap last night. Uh, I guess they finally realized after 13 weeks that, okay, he's just not. he just doesn't have it anymore. And now if they go to a two-back rotation, which they should have all along, with Gus Edwards being the second guy, uh, flex-worthy maybe because they run so much. I would like to see the snaps get up a little more to trust him. But there was a point that, you know, during the game last night that they said, uh, oh, Dobbins, you know, limps off to the sideline. And I was like, this is just – this just sums up my season right here. <laughs> Ingram is out of the picture. Dobbins limps off, and Gus Edwards would be like, you know, a bell cow for the final two weeks of the season in a run-heavy offense. But Dobbins came back. Um, you know, just going to be another one of those two-man backfields with Dobbins taking the lead. I'd probably say it'd probably be like a 70-30 split going forward with the two of them. Uh, if you're desperate, Gus Edwards could be a low-end RB2. All right, that's not bad. Yeah. But what I'm do you do in the pass considered- game with the Ravens going forward? You know, it was it was almost halftime, Nando, and nobody had like a significant offensive production other than Lamar. I think Lamar had runs. like eighty-five passing yards at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews. When Mark Andrews caught that first ball on like that, you know, miraculous, uh, you know, play on the sideline. I don't know. I didn't. See I that. don't. I'm gonna joke. <laughs> I'm gonna take that. See, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go for the bait this week, Nando. All right, all right, that's great. Thank you. Um, I, I was like, oh my god, I, I completely like, forgot about Mark Andrews in this offense, and you know he wound up having a decent night, five for I think seventy-seven. I think it was a five for eighty-seven, um, just off the top of my head. But you know, so it was a decent week, especially for the for a tight end. But man, it's it's ugly. Just Lamar just drops back. He looks at his one read. If it's not there, he's taken off and running. So, and, and I don't think too many people have Lamar Jackson in the fantasy playoffs right now. I didn't see any in the NFFC championship uh, overall. I didn't see any teams flying up the board because they had Lamar Jackson started. Well, you know what? Let me ask you this because this is actually, I know you don't read the rundown, but here's number four. Uh, can you be mad at Lamar Jackson? Or can, well, so maybe can you be mad is the wrong way to frame it. But say you snuck in with a seven and six record with mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. And like you had Cam Akers on your bench, uh, yeah. right? Like this is like this is you could steamroll through people, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I think I think there's a lot of players like that right now that we're seeing at the end of the uh, the season here that are, are turning their seasons around. And if you got in as that six seed. Or that, you know, uh, right at the end of the playoffs, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Lamar Jackson. These guys are, are turning it around and putting up fantasy stats. Chris, uh, hold that I, thought I for see, a second. Oh, yes. you can see it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> we got I a sure very can. special I, guest. <laughs> that's why I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> what's yeah, going so, on, sir? How you doing, guys? Good morning. We'd like Good. to welcome the great Joel Pinero to the show. What's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Uh, first and foremost, congratulations on your son. We saw the tweet yesterday. Thank you, man. It was, he worked. He worked his butt off. You know, he was something that he wanted to do and play Division One baseball, and he's getting the chance now to do that. Uh, second and foremost, I mean, people can't see it because it's a podcast. But what an amazing background you have! Holy crap! Yeah, that's some. Uh, Thank you. That's incredible. The Jeter, Ichiro, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got David, Manny, Edgar, something. You know. And everything's like to Joel or to my son or my kids, you know, nothing for me to be sad or nothing. It's just people <laughs> that I played with, Chase and stuff. So, you know, it's a couple of nice 12 years in the big leagues memory stuff. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, so, Joel, I, I made sure we had Chris Vaccaro cornered 
Um, he's, there's no Atlantic City excuse. There's no I'm on a date. This is this is official duty as a podcast host. So uh, I'll just I'll step back and let you two hash things out. No, oh, was, yeah. I, mean, we, I know you send out a couple of texts and stuff, but you know he had time to tweet, but not to answer a couple of questions. <laughs> and that's what happens in my big money league. I was out because Chrissy didn't get back to us. Joel, my sincere apologies. I don't know if you heard the story of what uh, all went down. I, uh, I told it on the the podcast last <laughs> week. I don't know if you got a chance to hear it, but um, you know, my apologies if you got bounced because we didn't get back to you. But you were in good hands. You know, you had Jake and, no, I... and, and Matt. They gave you the answer, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully you, it worked out for you. No, it was good. I mean, Nando has been going crazy with me since I think 2000, I'm going to say six or seven, trying to help me out and stuff. But we've, we had a good run. We've had a good run. So had, it's, it's fun. I said I enjoy run. it. We've got so, two trophies. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we got four. Oh, <laughs> All right. Oh, look, we got four. four. Nando yeah, shortchanged you there instead of two. <laughs> well, how come those aren't in the background? Honestly, I do have my belt. I, forget, I was going to bring it. <laughs> they gave me one of those, you know, wrestling belts, championship fantasy football. I got one. It's pretty fun. Chris, you know, we take it serious, you know. Oh, yeah, I know, man. I've seen, I've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, Chris, uh, Joel got bounced uh, for real from the big one because of James Conner. Yeah, that uh, was the big, yeah. yeah. James Conner, uh, what a mystery. Like, you know, from beginning of the season where Conner was looking like he was a top six fantasy running back and he was going to be for the rest of the season – the offensive line was in sync. Uh, you know, he was even catching out, of, catching balls out of the backfield. He was banging out, you know, twenty fantasy points every week. To see what's happened with the the Steelers' run game now, it's completely falling apart. The the Steelers are going backwards in general, uh, you know, as a whole, and uh, it's getting ugly. They they're getting decimated on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they lose Bud Dupree, they lose Bush, they lose their backup linebacker now. Steelers are just uh, in trouble as they head towards, you, you know, the, the real playoffs. And uh, offensively, you know, I, I, we have a Deontay Johnson problem now. Uh, you know, he's taking balls off the hand, uh, you know, uh, left and right. Gets benched for two quarters. We didn't think that we would see him the rest of the game. Luckily, he came back to just give us a couple fantasy points. But you have to wonder, going forward now, what they're going to do. They have a good option with James Washington as a fourth receiver. Whereas if Claypool or or Johnson himself or Juju struggle, you know, uh, Tomlin isn't scared to, to, you know, back his words up and go right to the bench, bring in James Washington for heavy snaps and, uh, and, and go from there. But the run game, they need to get this run game going. And I think that's they're going to try and do that, whether it's to go to Benny Snell or, or what. But, uh, you know, it, it's ugly. You can't start any of these Steelers running backs uh, in week, yeah. fan, uh, week 15 of the fantasy playoffs. Big Ben dropping back, throwing the ball 50-something times. You can't. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to do that, Joel. They don't want to. Yeah. You know, they don't want. You, you guys got a surgically repaired elbow. It worked for a while where Ben's just dropping back, throwing 100 times a game to all these receivers. But it's catching up with them now, late in the season here. And, uh the weather's changing, and they gotta. They can't just go into these games where the, the you know the opposing team knows this team can't run, and they're ninety percent pass. So they're gonna have to figure something out here. Joel, who's left on the teams that uh, that you still get? We got two. We got two that are alive, right? Yeah, I got two other leagues. I don't know. I got three total leagues, but yeah. Uh, uh, the I big one. Have, oh, that was a good question. Yeah, the big one's the one I'm out, but it's okay. Uh, I won it last year, so that was good. Playing with house money. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but one question I was going to ask you: I do have Jalen Hurst on my bench, mm-hmm. and I started Taysom Hill, but now coming this week, maybe Brees is back, or I don't know what's going to happen. And is it worth starting Hurst, or should I look for somebody else, like a Trubisky or somebody on the waiver wire? So this is a, this is a good question, Joel, because I wanted to talk about Trubisky actually, uh, you know, today on, on the show, because I really think that. I really think it's crazy to say going into week 15 of the fantasy playoffs and you really you really got to have your head examined if you're going to roll with Trubisky. But um, I think I think you can, you know, he's getting it done. Uh, He looks like, you know, he looks like a different quarterback. He gives you the rushing ability. Um, 
you know, uh, the matchups are good. He's got a great schedule. He took advantage of the Texans' defense this past week. Uh, if it comes down to Trubisky or Hurts for me, Joel, I'm going with Trubisky in Week 15. That's a, that's a ballsy move. It is. It's ballsy. And uh, but hey, it's the fantasy playoffs. You got to get. Uh, you got to make moves like that sometimes. You got to forget about the names on the back of the jersey, and uh, and go with what looks right. The matchup is right versus the Vikings defense, and uh, I would go Trubisky over Hurts. Yeah, Joel, the good part here is that we can blame Vaccaro now if we lose. Yeah. Now, yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, you, you cornered me into answering these questions now. It's, <laughs> there's no there's no running and hiding from them, Joel. That's fine. No, no, like I said, it's all fun at the end of the day. It's why it's called fantasy. But yeah. you always, you know, that competitive edge, you want to you wanna win. You want to be that guy on top at the end of the, day, the year. 100%. Joel, I never, I never asked you this in many years of our friendship here. But, like, have you did you ever get hammered for fantasy stuff by, like, people like Chris who play fantasy baseball? Did you, you know ex- did you really. experience it? No? Well, you were good. No, not really. But some people, would, I, I don't know where, now that I've been more on Twitter and stuff, because I'm not a big social media guy, I don't know where I'll get a tweet that said, oh, I had you on my fantasy team when you won 16 games in 2009. I was like, what? Okay. You helped <laughs> me went to the, you know, go to the championship or whatever. But then I get the things that I didn't strike out a lot of guys. So they're like, <laughs> you didn't help me out that much because you didn't strike out a lot of guys. <laughs> But like, man, I'm a sinker ball pitcher. I'm a contact pitcher. But, you know, you get little things. It's fun, though. I love yeah, it. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, you play fantasy baseball too, Joel, or no? No, you know what? I have not, Obviously, when we're playing, you're not allowed to kind of right. you know, do stuff like that. But a couple of my boys trying to get me into this shit. Now they want me to do basketball too. And I was like, man, this is a lot of, it's a lot of work. Oh, oh, we got a good draft kit if you need it. Well, you got the password, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys do a great job at the athletic, man. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. All the information is awesome. Oh, yeah, thanks. Eric Wong. Eric, I, you know, I was actually reading uh, the NBA draft kit because I was going to do an NBA dra- uh, NBA fantasy draft next week, guys. And uh, I was reading up on Eric Wong, and I'm I'm really not an NBA guy. You know, I, I'll watch it, but for fantasy wise, I have no clue what's going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach myself it during the week, you know, and uh, and do a draft. Because hey, listen, we're in we're in for a long winter, so I might as well uh, get a fantasy basketball team going. And uh, I was I was reading that Eric Wong's um, athletic uh, fantasy kit, and it was really terrific. I learned a lot. I think we should get Joel and Chris in the same league. Let's do it, man. Yeah, Let's fantasy basketball. It. It'll be my first time, so it'll be you know. It'd be my first time in like 15 so, years, also, Joel. So uh, we, could, we, could we have an even other. playing field. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. Joel>, I'll <laughs> introduce Eric Wong, man. We'll get him on text. He'll return him. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We, uh, Chris, Joel, any more questions for each other uh, before we uh, continue on the victory laps here with Vicaro? No, like I said, I appreciate the time, you know, coming on. Vicaro and I were tweeting yesterday about the great game last night. What a what an awesome game to watch! It felt like it was a yeah. playoff game. It, it was the back and forth, and it was it's fun fun football to watch last night. Yeah, how great are the AFC playoffs going to be, Joel? With, with yeah, all these it, great teams, you know, Cleveland and Ball. I think Baltimore will sneak in. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, and you're going to have great matchups everywhere with all these teams. The Chiefs, the Titans, I think, are a really good team the Colts and, and, and on and on. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a really fun January in the NFL. Yeah. The next two or three weeks are going to be fun, fun football. For Can't sure. Wait. Aside from fantasy. Yeah. 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 They were still yeah. alive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Man, Joel, yeah, my other league, Joel, I'll never not league. answer your fantasy question ever again. You have that promise from no. me. All right. My friend. <laughs> No, nah, sounds good. Sounds good. Love giving Nando and you a hard time. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I get a lot of I get a lot of grief from him off the air too. Oh, it's all friendship. No, not, yeah, it's all friendship. Sometimes I text Nando. I mean, Nando, what do you think? And then I, I say this guy, and I was like, well, he didn't do so good either, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I call him my assistant GM. It's a title I wear with pride. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joel. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, dude. This is awesome. Thanks no, for no. coming on. <laughs> All right, fellas. Take care. Have a great day. We'll do it again. We'll get more updates. (laughs) All right, dude. Keep doing a great job, guys. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Uh, Chris, thanks for being nice to him. (laughs) I know you don't like it when you have to share your spotlight. (laughs) That's real funny, Nando. That's great. Joel's a great guy, man. That was that was awesome. You know who else is a great guy? Joel. Yes, Joel. (laughs) 
You know, I said it probably. Had, oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all good. it's the first time. There's the first time for everything. <laughs> all right, Carol. Right, right, take care. Take care. Thanks, Joel, right, man. Guys. Take it easy. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Chris Vaccaro. Yeah. Time for Vaccaro's victory laps brought to you by DynastyLeagueFootball.com. <laughs> There's no victory laps. Come on. Well, you, that was the first thing you wrote. Oh, my God. Give me, give me victory laps. Yep. Victory laps. Uh, okay. But, let's see okay so seriously. So you were really high on Jasicki and, uh, and Cam Akers. <laughs> and here's the Just, thing. Yeah. I mean, that was, was that week 14 or is that? I mean, I know you wrote Cam Akers is going to be that guy. Or maybe you said it. You mm. somehow emoted that uh, Cam Akers is going to be that guy who can win you fantasy titles. No, and that I was mean, in the article last week. Yeah. And we but spoke about it on the I pod. Think, yeah, exactly. So you did both. Yeah. So you, like, if you if you don't listen to Chris Vaccaro, then you missed out on Cam Akers. Not likely, no. but anyway. Listen, a lot of people, were, I'm sure a lot of people were high at him in the industry. But, uh, you know, I think what we saw last Thursday night just confirms what I thought I, we were going to see going forward. And I think... I think he's a top five running back in fantasy, and it's crazy that this happened so fast. And I'll throw in the names of, you know, Jonathan Taylor as well, because these guys, rookies that pretty much didn't help you all year long, and if you held on to them and waited and waited and waited, and now you got to the, the championship weeks, now you can unleash these guys, and these guys are going to wind up winning you all, all the money. Uh, you know, I... Cam Akers versus the Jets this week. Who would you rank above him other than Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook? Well, let me just ask you this question, just to be, I guess, a devil's advocate, maybe just the voice yeah. of the people. Yeah. You're going into one of the most important weeks of fantasy football, mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, I'm starting this guy whose coach has jerked around the yeah. running back rotation all season long up until like a week and a half ago. Uh, Daryl Henderson nursing a quad injury i think it's quad calf something leg um does is there just a little bit of fear going into this being like you know look he could do 34 points but what if it's you know his week to split with brown because they saw some kind of scheme the jets are running like they did with like they did with the giants where malcolm brown was suddenly the man i know what you're saying and, uh, and maybe in the back of your head you have to look at it you know keep that door open for for the Belichick, you know, what do they call it? Bellatrix, you know, because everybody yeah. had to deal with Bill Belichick and his running back rotation and, and, and a running back would look great one week and then the next week would get two carries. So if McVay wants to keep doing that, fine. I, there's just absolutely no way you can look at what's going on in that backfield and not expect Daryl uh not expect Cam Akers to get 25 carries in this game. They'll be leading most of the, you know, the, the the whole game. He looks phenomenal now. See, a lot of weird things happen with these Rams running backs all year long. You know, one guy was getting nicked up, then they would get healthy, then the other one, you know, Henderson would go down, and then yeah. he, it was just Malcolm Brown would look good for a game or two, then he would get banged up, and it was just like they were never in sync. Now Akers is fully healthy. Malcolm Brown looks to have taken a complete, you know, step back as the third back in the in this trio. And and Henderson is like, you know, Henderson doesn't look too great right now himself and is a little banged up with a knee issue. So it's it's all acres to me. And and if they do something different, then I don't think any of us could expect it. But, you know, this is all Cam Akers. 
And when I mention Akers and I mention Jonathan Taylor, the other guy that I want to throw in there that didn't help you all year long is David Montgomery, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. You know, Montgomery, and that's another guy we talked about, uh, you know, last week was Montgomery going into that matchup versus the Texans. And he produces huge numbers. He's facing the Vikings this week. He gets the Jags in championship week, if you can survive this week. These are three guys that are locked in as top eight running backs now. You know, it's, so Montgomery, I feel like we had the answer right in front of us. Like, he had the most – Did I, bring, I don't know if I brought this up on the show, but he had the most broken tackles or, like, the top three broken tackles. Yeah. And, what, like, it was, like, top three yards after contact. Um, and it was just, like, he's broken off two big runs in these last three games that, he, you know, like, he's amassed a lot of yards at once. Mm-hmm. I think because maybe defenders are like, let's, let's just run on this line, grab him, and he breaks free and hits that second level and he's off. I mean, if he's kind of figured out, maybe – like, all right, if I just keep breaking tackles, eventually I'm going to hit this long run. I mean, I think it's every running back goal to break tackles. Well, obviously, but, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, uh, he was especially you know, high on just, those You stats. needed the right matchup. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the offense was in shambles early on. They had some tough matchups. It's just sometimes you just get into a good rhythm where things are working a little better. Maybe he's a little healthier. Remember, he he was hurt, too, this season. Um, you know, maybe now he's he's fully 100%. It was weird that they were up so big, and he only got 13 carries, I think, because Patterson keeps coming in, and Patterson was getting carries inside the five-yard line, which could have made Montgomery's day even bigger. But, uh, you know, like I said, the the matchup looks great. He's a top-eight running back again, and and it's funny just how things change so fast in fantasy, and guys that... You thought you could rely on at this point in the season, like the James Connors of the world. Uh, you can't, and and vice versa. You know, so Scott's well, getting that for Montgomery. That Lamar Jackson question earlier. I mean, it's like you've cursed these guys from weeks eight to twelve. Yeah, and now like when it's crunched, when you need the most, they just like you know show up, knock at your door, being like, "I'm sorry, take me back." And it's, yeah. they're, they're going to win you a title. They're going to win you some nice money. Right around the holidays. Yeah, if if you're still alive with them, absolutely. Right. I mean, but yeah. look, it's it's what we say. Well, I say it a lot. Get just get, get in, get in there at seven and six. Just get into those playoffs, man, because this yeah. kind of stuff happens. I don't know how highly owned Jonathan Taylor was in the NFFC Championship round. I'm going to assume it wasn't that big because you know if you had Jonathan Taylor, you had you used a third round pick on him, if not second. He did nothing all year long. Struggled, uh, but. The funny thing is, the team that's leading the overall after the first week has Jonathan Taylor on it, you know? And I think he's got that separation point from everyone else now. If Taylor's going to be a, a top back these next couple of weeks, Colts have the, I believe, the Colts have the Texans this week. So, yeah. uh, I mean, you just saw what Montgomery did to him. It's, well, look. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying. It's... it's that's a that's a major difference right there uh, to separate the rest of the field is, you know, nobody's going to have Jonathan Taylor in an overall like that. This is this is a kind of more philosophical question. But, mm-hmm. you know, we you and I play baseball and then we go into football season. And one of the things that I constantly mess up in football, at least I think I do, but maybe not, is that I'm, I'm a little trigger shy. Like baseball, you know, baseball is such a long season and you're like, all right, you know, I got to have patience. I got to hold on to these guys. I'm going to turn it around. Right. Football, you know, I, I go in there and I kind of have that like that hangover of like eh, these guys will work it out. You know, they're not great after four weeks. Mm-hmm. But if you held on to T.Y. Hilton and you held on to Jonathan Taylor and you held oh. on to Cam Akers and you held on, I mean, these are all. It's not like the craziest thing to think you would have held on to them. Um, but a lot of these guys who are performing now, you could have read something out there that said drop them. They're you know drop T.Y. Hilton. He sucks. Um, and if no, you no, didn't, I can't. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you did it. I'm just saying you know people wrote that people listen to the advice. People drop T.Y. Hilton. But if you hold on to Hilton, Akers, Jonathan Taylor, Lamar Jackson, maybe you snuck in at seven and six, and right now you might have the best team in the playoffs. Hundred percent. And what I was what I was going to say right there is, I can't tell you how many leagues I'm in that I saw T.Y. Hilton drop this year, and rightfully so. He was droppable. The other guys, you, Jonathan Taylor, you couldn't drop him. You know, you just couldn't. You just had to right, eat it right. or put it or bench him. Same thing with like a Lamar Jackson. Acres was dropped everywhere. Everybody gave up on Acres at some point in the season when he was not even getting a snap uh, during games. But T.Y. Hilton's another one. 
You know, look at him. The whole Colts offense. This Colts offense is something to invest in, uh, in, in you know, that you would want to be invested in uh, these fantasy weeks. Look what they just did to first the Raiders, 44 points. Uh, Rivers is, is a trustworthy quarterback. I would roll him right out in the fantasy playoffs. I think, uh, you know, I wrote in the article two weeks ago, and I got a lot of heat for it. But, you know, with the Deshaun Watson saying, you know, listen, you got to scale back your your, your uh, expectations for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Once he lost Will Fuller, and now Brandon Cooks was out. Like, I, you know, he still That was your least okay popular game. article of the year. Yeah. I mean, he was – you have to change your mindset. You know, he doesn't have all his – weapons as you know at his disposal and you saw what happened this week in chicago uh you know things started to fall apart now he's got he the had- Colts defense but my point was in the article was look to the waiver wire and look for a philip rivers or a car you know or, or you know or Derek carr those two quarterbacks i thought you might wind up playing over um watson because of the matchups that he had in the fantasy playoffs and you know i'd go i'd go rivers Right, right again. Would you go Rivers over Watson this week in a in a matchup head to head? I mean, just like hey, just like you told our friend Joel, uh, you got to just look at it <laughs> as a friend. Like you know, you got Trubisky over Hertz makes sense now. You know, like going Rivers over Watson. Rivers with a bad foot too over Watson. Yeah, but he's not mobile. I, I know every, I know the bad foot, but you know what? It's not like Rivers is taking off and running. He's yeah. a pocket passer, and Hilton's hot now, and. Um, you know, the team's scoring points. The offense is humming right now. Here's Deshaun Watson for you in his last two games. Uh, only has one passing touchdown in the last two games. Uh, has been sacked. He has his two biggest sack games of the year. Uh, the first one is, you know, 6-for-52 against Chicago, but 5-for-33 against Indy uh, is the is tied for the second most with 5-for-33 in Week 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it seems like he's being forced to run. He has uh, tied for second the last two games, seven rushes for 38 yards exactly in the last two games. And that one rushing touchdown kind of saved him against Indianapolis. It did. Um, yeah, the rushing touchdown saved him. Um, yeah. But. There's a Deshaun Watson rundown the last two games. Like Chris Vaccaro said, you got to downgrade him. People didn't like that article. But. And I love Watson. And Watson's a great quarterback. He's a top five fantasy quarterback. But when you lose pieces around you, you know, like, listen, if, if Devontae Adams went down, you know, you can't rank Aaron Rodgers as a top three quarterback anymore. He's going to take a step back. So, what do you do about the Colts' tight end situation? There's nothing to do about it. They're unplayable. Why not? I mean, you said the whole offense. I was wondering if there's anything there that you might see oh, that a common yeah. person might not. You know, Pittman's been a little bit of a disappointment. I would, I, yeah, I would, he has. I would sneaky start Pittman, though, this upcoming week versus this Texan secondary, which is a complete disaster. Um, so I think he's a sneaky start. I'm going to ask you a question because I've been kind of thinking about this. That's and what I wanted you do. to write it. You know, yeah. well, also, A. Well, no, hold on. Let me, let me hold the A.J. Green question off for a second because he had a good oh, game. Right, well, yeah. I'm, look, I'm saying this is, fits the theme of these dudes who, you know, mm-hmm. maybe come through at the end for you. But, um, is you know, you see some of the college teams. Boston College did it. They're just like, look, man, we've been in this bubble. We just we want to go home. <clears throat> want to see our families. We're skipping a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to see that with some of these crappy NFL teams more so than usual? Just like this fatigue of all these rules. Like, let's just get this over with and go home. Uh, you know, let me, let me get out of here healthy. Let me go home. Let me enjoy, you know. January, February, March with my family. So, that's like Houston, Houston made me think of it. This is an interesting question because I actually thought about this, and I think we saw it a little bit this past week with the San Francisco 49ers, Actually, Nando, this team has been taken away from their families, and you know, living in out in Arizona, and playing their games there. So. You know, you wonder, they're just looking at the finish line going, listen, we want to get back to our families. You got us living out here and practicing and, and you know, you took uprooted our lives and brought us out here. Um, you know, I, I could see them mailing it in and uh, they can't be too thrilled with what's going on. So I'm sure they're looking at the finish line and, uh, you know, that team's falling apart, you know, the, these last uh, couple of weeks. You know, the other thing I want to ask you about was the Washington DST. It's, like it's out like James what a huge week for defenses, man. Right? I I can't tell you. You know that was a huge thing in fantasy this past week was the Washington defense gave twenty plus points. The Bears defense did. Um, the Chiefs defense had a really nice game. 
uh, who else? There was like two or three. I think Seattle had a decent uh, defensive uh, performance. There was a lot of defenses that gave uh, you know a really nice score. Uh, Arizona, that's who it was. Arizona's defense gave twenty plus points versus the Giants. There was a there was a really good week for in a year where defenses haven't shined in fantasy on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then it started off with last Thursday with the Rams, obviously giving 23 fantasy points. So there was like four or five teams that gave 20-plus points fantasy-wise, and that helps huge, you know. If you didn't have those five defenses, your numbers could have been pretty, uh, you know, pretty low this week. Um, you know, a lot of wide receivers bombed out, such as, you know, Terry McLaren, who I'm oh. worried about. Well, are you though? Because like it seems like yeah. Haskins loves McLaurin, so like that's not. I mean, if you if you don't like Haskins, uh, fine. But McLaurin was putting up big numbers with him. It's not like it's not yeah. like this dude's gonna come in and not throw to him. No, I, I don't think he's. Gonna, I'm just worried about Haskins actually getting him the ball. Uh, I'm not a big Has, Haskins guy, and, and I wonder what that's gonna look like because the matchup is good this upcoming week, but. You know, I'm someone that has suffered now with Terry McLaren the, the last two weeks at the wrong time. And, and uh, you know, he's been great all year long. It's just been two bad weeks at the wrong time. And uh, hopefully he doesn't make it three. Like I said, the matchup is good. I think teams are starting to realize that when they face the Redskins, he's like their only legit weapon. You now that Gibson. Uh, yep, the football team. I'll get that right by like 2024, <laughs> All right. something like that. And, um, you know, with Gibson out of there now, it's like teams just have to focus in on uh, McLaren. Yeah. McLaurin. Before I get all the – I got so much Jacecki heat last uh, last week, so I don't want to get it. McLaren, McLaurin heat this week. Well, I'm sure Jacecki listened to today's show. <laughs> And he's like, oh, he's Joel? Like, who does that? That was bad. My apologies. <laughs> anyway, I think I actually said Joel, and then I went back later on and said Joel. So. I don't think you said Joel once, actually. You don't think so? I think I yeah. did. In my it head, was, it was saying Joel, but, you know. It was even like you're calling Joel. Joel. It was like you were doing it mockingly, in a way. That's terrible. The way you said it. My apologies again. Anyway, hey, it's all right. Yeah. I'm sure he forgives you. Uh, Nando. <laughs> Nando. Hey, he called me Nando. He knows. We're pals. That's how it works. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, a couple weird things, um, mm. if, you're, if you're game. We got some questions over the last couple weeks where someone's like, should I start this guy or Higgins? And we're, no, we, like, you got to tell us which Higgins it is now, right? Like, is, is yeah. Rashard Higgins actually in the T. Higgins conversation? And is he in, like, Baker Mayfield Renaissance is happening. Maybe he's, again, maybe he's healthy. He had broken ribs. Played through them basically, uh, and now he's he's on Bonanza Watch every week. Uh, is it? I mean, is this absolutely Richard Higgins, Higgins? Richard Higgins is definitely in you know that wide receiver two three uh, you know territory to be startable. Absolutely, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, you know, as I was watching this game, I'm like, you know what? Last couple of weeks, he just keeps turning out points. You know, they don't have options. The, the kid Hodge was inactive again. Uh, Hooper inactive. They're running out of targets in the offense. You know, as much as they are a heavy run team, they can't, they'll, you know, they'll get into games like last night where the script has to, you know, they, they force you to throw. And even if, you know, even when they're a run heavy team, um, it's just Landry and, and, and it's Higgins. It's a little Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, but, they're going to get their targets. Higgins is going to be that six to eight target guy every week. And if he could keep pulling out these like five for seventies and a touchdown, yeah, absolutely. He's in uh wide receiver three territory. Can you trust him? I mean, going forward. All right, let me put it this way. Gus so Edwards, he's got the Giants on the, your bench. So he's got the Giants and the Jets coming up. My thing would be, I would worry about him this week uh, because of the matchup with Bradbury. I, you know, if, if, um, Bradbury won't be on Landry. Landry moves around and he's in the slot all the time. So if I would shy away from him there, and Bradbury's just one of these guys where I don't want to really mess with with a with a receiver that isn't a dominant you know uh, player. Sure. So sure. I could see him getting wiped out this week. But if you're in the you know if you got your eyes on Championship Week versus the Jets, yeah, 
You know, I, I think he's somebody that you could find in your in your starting lineup. Uh, Lynn Bowden. Are we? Uh, do we love him? There it is. I have. You know what? Okay, but do we? So the, the thing with Bowden, I want to see what happens. Uh, he, he's got. It's one of these questions where you really can't answer until late in the week. I think with, with Bowden, if you can run him out there and play him, and there's so many question marks now with this Miami offense. You know, Jacecki, Jacecki get hurt um, late in that game. And I don't know why we haven't gotten any like update on his reports, but he landed. I it it looked like an elbow issue because they went to the locker room holding his arm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jacecki's gone for the season and, and they get some report like that. And as with the backfield with Gaskin, you have to assume Gaskin is going to be out another week with COVID. But uh, you know, uh, Ahmed might be coming back. So if he's back, now that takes away a lot of snot snaps from, from Bowden, I think, unless they're going to play him out there, uh, you know. Uh, as, a, as a wide receiver? As a Yeah, pretty much as a, as a wide receiver, which they could, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know, Nando. Uh, it's right. it's, it's going to be a tough start. It would be tough to start a, a guy like Bowden, Bowden in the uh, fantasy playoffs week 15. Fair. Uh yeah. We'll talk about it again next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Listen, with that Miami offense... Yeah, oh yeah sorry, go ahead. Yeah, 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 please. You know, Parker got banged up too. So, you know, Powden might actually come really in handy uh, because they just have... They're running out of players over there. And I look for the whole Miami team just to, you know, just to head south now. It was a great run for this team. Yeah. Uh, unless defensively, you know, the team gets carried on the defensive side. But offensively, I would be fading this offense. But Bowden, but why do I keep saying Bowden, Bowden? It's Bowden. It's I don't know. Because you're for Carol, man. Who cares? I don't, people know who you're talking about. It's yeah, I, but, like these people who mock you for your pronunciations <laughs> need to get a life. My Boston accent, right? Yeah, it's your ball. Yeah, it's, it's your, <laughs> from Southie. Yeah. Southie. Oh, man. No, but I can see Bowden, uh, you know, being a heavy target guy again if Parker and Jacecki are uh, banged up. I mean, I feel like he's – so Brandon Howard wrote that story about how great he is for Tua, how he compliments Tua. Uh, he might just be the guy that they're thrown to anyway. I mean, he was yeah, a third-round nine targets. Raiders. Yeah, he had nine targets last week. They just – they don't have much anymore. They already were short on – on weapons, you know, once Preston Williams went down, um, you know, could be Jakeem Grant and, um, you know, and Bowden. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I guess you kind of it has to be a we'll see. If you're if you're it's in the will, semifinal, it's, it's, if you're the final four and you're starting Lynn Bowden, then you know your team is taking it. some twists and turns. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's just something that you, you, we have to wait till late in the week to see who's going to be 
you know, playing for the Dolphins, but you could have significant pieces out of this offense. Yeah, but also, I guess if you're also in week 15 and you've rostered Lynn Bowden, that's why you're in week 15, right? True. You don't True. have to start him, but if he's hanging there at the end of your bench and he does, you know, nine for 120 and a touchdown this week, like, you know, that's not something you're like, oh, crap, I had him on my bench. That's something like we got to start thinking about Lynn Bowden championship week. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything Absolutely. else you want to talk about? I know you didn't you didn't text me. You had some Noah Fant thoughts. Oh, I mean the the, the Noah Fant thing was just cruel for fantasy owners cuz you know, he was he's a highly owned tight end. Uh, you know, he was ranked as a top 10 tight end coming into last week and I'd still love to have an update on what happened with him. Um, you know, it was it was the second quarter and I'm like, where is Noah Fant? And then they report that he's sick. And questionable to return, like, did the game start and he got sick, like, early in the game and that was it? Or was he sick coming into the game and they just dressed him and they pulled a, pulled a, a Clyde Edwards-Alaire from the week before? Like, what was the story with that? Uh, I know I took multiple zeros, uh, which hurt in the oh, first week of the fantasy playoffs. This is just not your week 12 on this year, huh? No, dude. Like you've caught some bad luck. Oh, man. It's so brutal. It, the things that have been happening to me these last two, three weeks are just unheard of. So well, At least you almost got in, a second date. Yeah, right? Yeah. Almost. And uh, and I get to get mocked all show by you, so that's cool. Well, hold on. Now, joining us now, and, actually, very special guest. <laughs> uh, the girl Janet. from your date. Yeah, Janet from Atlantic City. <laughs> that would be... That would be totally you to actually <laughs> like locate her, find her, <laughs> bring her on the show. I'm uh, sure you, you've done that with Jake, haven't you? Didn't you do that no, one time no, no, with Jake? That's that, that not true. Didn't you? No, didn't Jake, Jake have a date? And, she, and you, oh, Jake brought her on. Jake did that to Jake, and then and then you just completely. What do you want me to do? She comes on air, I and then ask you her took questions. it to another level. No, I didn't. I was actually very <laughs> respectful because I know what it's like. Yeah, it's like your first time on radio, and you know, like, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, I don't know. It wasn't serious or anything. So, right. you know, okay. who, I don't know if, who was listening, but okay. it was, uh, yeah, it was Jake. <laughs> it was Jake. Wasn't hey, me. we get some Saturday. We get some Saturday football starting this week, Nando. You excited oh, was, you for know, that? I'm just wondering if you've come down from your high from having like 18 four o'clock games this week. This past, oh, week. that was such a good. That was such a great Sunday in terms of like the way that the games were spread out with seven at one o'clock and six at four o'clock. Um, Fumagalli had to go ruin it for you. Fumagalli, yeah, it's amazing, right? The tight ends were catching passes, catching touchdowns, and Noah Fant was in the locker room sick. And I'm taking. It's gonna make you feel good. You were right. I mean, you were right in a way. <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't at all. But the Jaseki game was huge. That was awesome. Um, you know, hopefully he's not too hurt and he's right back out there because I think he's a top five tight end uh, these last couple of weeks. He's getting the targets. Um, and you know, what else can you ask for right now at the tight end position? I guess uh, you're right. Uh, we got to wrap this up before we go. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't have anything. Anything you want to say? No, you don't have anything to say. You're a man of many words, but not this week, I feel like. Well, this I feel like this week was your show and Joel's show. And me, I'm just I'm just the, the gondola guy with a stick, you know? Uh, like I'm just here to get us from point A to point B. And yeah. uh, maybe next week I'll make it more about me. I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I think the arrows pointing back up. I would I would feel confident going right back in with the Arizona offense after a couple of slow week, slow weeks and, and tough matchups. Uh, they pulled yeah. out some decent numbers this past week versus the Giants. wasn't always you know smooth, but I like them this week versus the uh, the Eagles offense and uh, the Eagles defense that's coming in all banged up in their secondary. I think Slay um, might sit out. With a concussion, they lost their other corner. Um, I think this could be the the blow up game from Murray and, and the Cardinals offense again that we saw uh, early in the season. So I look for that as we go into Week 15. And I think the Packers offense just keeps rolling too. I think these are there's certain offense you want to be all in on right now, and the, those are uh, those are two I would say for the next couple of weeks that I would uh, really be looking forward to. All right, Nando Likey. 
Uh, let's wrap this up, Chris. Uh, how many leagues? What are we, who are we rooting for? How many? Uh, how many are you still alive in? Uh, four. Yeah, all right, that's good. Four, four. A lot of you know both the both teams, Murray and Mahomes teams, two and two. So those are my quarterbacks, and uh, it's just you know it's a mixture. I hope that Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaren, uh, you know, can get back to their midseason ways and, and pick it up, so I can have a decent week uh, fifteen. I think we're all rooting for you. I'm rooting for me too. All right. Right. And, oh, and, and real quick, as we as we leave, just real quick on the Derrick Henry, the, there's just nobody in fantasy you'd rather have right now. He's now has two thousand yards in, in his you know in his sights. They are going to try and get him that two thousand yards, and I look for two three weeks now of 150 rushing yards plus and 20 plus carries. So. You could sleep like a baby if you own Derrick Henry. I think uh, unless he gets hurt, make sure you have Dante Foreman who is inactive. So I don't still even know. Want, yeah, sure you still want it. You still want to talk about your Deontay Foreman, and you could take that into the off season with you. I will. But two golden matchups on deck, and uh, Derrick Henry is going to continue to smash. I was That's not, not a hot take. Like this That's not like a hot take but yeah, thanks, Chris. Saying. On that note, that would mm-hmm. how helpful. I'm sure all the people who listened to the end. Oh You're my saying. God! Thank God I waited till the end. <laughs> I should start Derek Henry. Just on that saying, note, <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. S- special thanks to Joel slash Joel Pinero uh, for coming on and hanging out with us for a little while. Keep this in mind. If uh, if Chris Vaccaro doesn't text you back at any point in time, we'll let you on the show too. So uh, apologize. <laughs> stick around for that. <laughs> to beg for an apology, to, to beg for forgiveness. Thank you all very much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. Check out the athletic, uh, theathletic.com. Obviously, has a great like a great amount of very very cool stuff. Uh, we're designed just to help you win. Uh, Theathletic.com/slash/fantasyfootballpod. Get you that buy one get one offer. Uh, so thanks. We love you all. We'll see you next time on the Chris Vaccaro show. Thank you.